This policy was in no way affected by the Alabama law or any other state law. It's got nothing to do with the Dobbs decision. This is a taxpayer-funded abortion that nobody, and I mean nobody, voted for in this building or the other end of the building. Democrats say my hold is unprecedented. Well, I will say this, their abortion policy is unprecedented. We are here to make the law, not the Pentagon. Anyone who calls themselves pro-life needs to stand up and be counted right now. That's my party included. Democrats, media machine is throwing the kitchen sink at this hold. Doesn't bother me. I've been called everything anyway. It just makes me that much stronger to hear people complain about this, knowing that deep down somewhere there's a soft part in their heart for four to 5,000 unborn babies that will never breathe life on this earth. So the more Joe Biden attacks me, the more I'm convinced that I'm doing the right thing. Seems like my colleagues on the left will do anything to change the subject and distract from this issue at hand. That's the voice of Senator Tommy Tuberville from Alabama. What a welcome voice in the Senate uh, to have a real man in the Senate who's fighting. I'm not saying there are no real men there, but there aren't enough real men there. And actually, Senator Tuberville went further in that statement, challenging Republicans who call themselves pro-life to stand by him. What is he doing? Well, for the 12th time, the 12th time, this has been going on for months, Senator Tuberville blocked uh, Senate Democrats from circumventing his delay of military promotions before the U.S. Senate. And what's that all about? Why is he doing that? Because the left is accusing him of, you know, hurting the military, of making it weak, et cetera, et cetera. What he's doing is uh, he is trying to stop the military from paying for abortions for their female service persons, for all the branches, uh, for getting abortions even up to nine months, no restrictions, paying for them to go across state lines, paying for them to have leave, paying for their hotel, their food, everything. They don't even provide that for people who are in bereavement, who've lost their mother, their father, their child. They have to pay that. They have to go on their own dime. But the military is now, according to Lloyd Austin, under the direction of you know Joe Biden, the president, uh, wants to provide abortions and uh, make it, you know, for all nine months. It's just, it is appalling. And so Senator Tuberville has said as much, and he is trying to stop it. Now, look, he can't stop it directly because they're a lawless brand, bunch. But what he can do is do something that hurts them, meaning personally. It does not hurt the military, as we understand uh, all of these uh, uh, d- these positions are filled and will remain filled by the person that's there until the replacements are nominated. So uh, there's really no loss for the military in terms of strength. That's a lie when they accuse Senator Tuberville of weakening the military. Uh, but he's stopping the promotion of people that it, are handpicked by Lloyd Austin from being promoted to these positions in the, uh, it's a, I think they call them flag officers, It's a general and flag officers. It's the upper echelon, not the lower. And he's stopping them. He will not let those nominations go forward until they stop this policy. It's pretty amazing. He's getting blowback from his own people. uh, But I'm just telling you, we're going to talk with Senator Tuberville today. And uh, I'll give you an idea of how you can help. Because I think the worm is turning. We have to stop this. We have to stop this. And we thank Senator Tuberville for being the man that he is to do that. 
All right, let me just uh, thank you for listening. You know that abortion is a big deal uh, for you as my audience and for me as your host. I feel very strongly about it. I really do believe that God meant it in Genesis when he said that we don't have the right to take the life of another human being. So preborn enters the picture. They're a sponsor of this show. What they do is they provide ultrasounds for moms who are in crisis with their pregnancy. We all understand that. I'm a woman. I get that, that you might end up being pregnant and it's not a good time or it's upsetting or it, you're worried about other things, finances. And so you sometimes you make terrible choices when you're feeling you know pressured like that. But we find that when women uh, get ultrasounds, over half of them decide to keep their babies. I want to give you an example who someone, a little different story, but I want to share it with you. When Deborah found out she was pregnant, she immediately scheduled an abortion. But when she mentioned it to her counselor, her counselor brought her to a preborn network clinic for an ultrasound session. And after numerous sessions, prayers, and a glimmer of hope, Deborah returned a week later, clutching her aborted nine-week-old baby in her hands. She had taken both doses of the abortion pill, and it was too late. The impact of this heartbreaking incident deeply affected not only Deborah, but the support staff. You've heard me say many times, the abortion pill is now used for over 50% of abortions in this country. Young women are going through this all by themselves. They have no idea what they're doing. Uh, and they are actually seeing with it. You might actually argue that an abortion in a clinic is merciful compared to this because the women themselves are doing it and they have to retrieve their babies and then do away with them. It is horrific what we have allowed to pass in our courts. Okay, so one thing we can do to stop it is help preborn provide these ultrasounds so that, God willing, these young moms will make a different choice than what Deborah made. If you would like to help us, you can go to preborn.com slash Sandy, that's preborn.com slash Sandy. Also, if you want to call the show, you can do that at 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040. And you can write me at sandy at afr.net, sandy at afr.net. And you can listen to the show on any podcast platform, but you can go to sandyrios.com, and it's really very simple. Uh, also, you can tell your friends, go to sandyrios.com, because some people are not used to podcasting. Others of you are veterans. So there you go. One other thing, we are resurrecting our Facebook page, which was blocked for, oh, years. Uh, so it's Sandy Rios 24-7, and so we'd love to have you come and participate. We're going to be posting articles there and kind of interacting with you. So that's a good place to go. And there's more to say, but I'm running out of time. So I want to I just thank you in advance for all of your help. And by the way, did I say this is Sandy Rios? <laughs> did I say this is Sandy Rios 24-7? I meant to, because it is. So sit back and uh, get your pencil and paper out, because today you can do something to help. And let's listen to this great interview with Senator Tommy Tuberville. From American Family Radio, Sandy Rios. We are not called to be nice. We are often called to be confrontational. And here with me in D.C. is Fox News contributor Sandy Rios. I think the most important thing we need to demonstrate to our children is genuineness. That we actually believe what we say we believe. A longtime Fox News contributor Sandy Rios, thanks very much for being with us. Seek justice. Not social justice, but God's justice. What's right and what's wrong. Sandy Rios is with the American Family Association. A pro-life radio talk show host. We've got to say this is the line. 
Life is sacred. Director of Governmental Affairs for the American Family Association. Step up. Speak up. Say something. Do something. All right. Well, we have uh, someone in, serving in the Senate for the first time. He's a freshman after being 40 years as a uh, football coach. It must be very strange to be a freshman, but he is that in the United States Senate. He's from Alabama, and it's Senator Tommy Tuberville. Good morning, Senator. Morning, Sandy. It feels like I've been up here for about 100 years after just the first <laughs> two and a half years of putting up with these idiots up here, but it's, uh, oh. it's, it's a different world. You may have just answered my first question. <laughs> I was going to ask you, which is harder, knocking sense into football players or senators? Which, seriously, which is well, harder? That's a, well, uh, I tell everybody, the, what I did for 40 years was a game. This is life that we're doing here. This is about the future of our country and the, our kids. And and uh, it's just, it's just, it's, it just makes me sick at my stomach every time I walk into the Capitol and hear some of these people talk about uh, changing this country to something it, that it's never been. So it, uh, it hurts. It, it hurts uh, a lot, Sandy. And I hope people wake up, as you said in your opening wake up, say something, do something, because it's very, very important that everybody start understanding what's going on in our country. We are, I'm, we're going to talk about what you're doing, and actually I have been talking about you, so it won't be unfamiliar to my listeners, but uh, let me ask you this. We, you've been, uh, well, okay, I'm, I've been waiting. I'm sitting back waiting. I know that you are a man of courage. You would not have done what you have done through the years and been so successful without having a lot of grit. And there isn't a lot of grit in the Senate. There is not. So was this the first issue where uh, you just really, and now we're talking now, in a second we'll explain it better, about the abortion for all nine months policy in the military where they will take a female member of the armed forces and send her across state lines to get an abortion, uh, pay for like almost 30 days leave, pay her all expenses or hotel. This is the new policy and uh, this is the thing that you are trying to stop. Was it? Was that the first time you realized how bad things really are that you just had to speak up? Yeah, well, there's been quite a few things over the last two and a half years, but this kind of put it over the top in terms of just basically, you know, the, the abortion part. We've had an abortion policy and it just, in the military for 40 years, but uh, the Democrats, that's that doesn't satisfy them. They want abortion at any time, and then they want, obviously— uh, to to go against Roe Wade, uh, you can just hear them talking back after Roe Wade went down over a year ago and kicked abortion policy back to the states so they can make their own policies. You can hear the Biden administration just saying, "Okay, we can't control that, but we can control federal employees." And so everything that they've done federally is try to to get as many abortions and people involved in abortions as they possibly can. But it's not just about that, Sandy. It's about this Marxist government trying to say, okay, we do not have to use Congress anymore. We don't have the House, so we can't get anything uh, passed. So we're just going to write memos and do it uh, just to legislate from the White House and the Pentagon. So uh, I said, no, we're not going to do that. You know, I got elected. I ran for two years. People in the Pentagon weren't elected. They're not legislators. So they're bypassing the the Constitution. I'm not going to allow it. Of course, the Democrats... Uh, are all on board on that. Uh, a, a few are fighting back a little bit, just a few of them. But uh, we've got to get more Republicans. Uh, you know, I stood up one day in, the, in, a, in a caucus uh, meeting uh, and said, listen, we're either pro-life or we're not. I mean, some of us need to stand up and, and smell the roses here. So 
that's kind of where we're at. Well, uh, that's boy, two different topics in my head. Uh, let me just say, this is kind of a theme for me, has been for a long time, is that really uh, people think that Republican means something, and Republicans have won for decades by saying they're pro-life. But when the, uh, the uh, fat hits the fan, shall we say, uh, they don't, I honestly, this is typical, typical of pro-life Republicans. Now, some are champions like you. Uh, but most are not. Even Mitch McConnell criticized you for what you're doing, which you're going to get into in a second. Even he criticized you. Those men claim on paper to be pro-life, but they won't move a finger to do it. I think Lindsey Graham is another example of that. I'm naming names. You don't have to. But are you getting much support from your colleagues uh, on this on this hold in, uh, for the advancement of um, flag officers? You know, I've, I've got more and more every week, Sandy, uh, especially from the House, something from the Senate. Mike Lee's been a champion with me. He stood up with me on the Senate floor 13 times now. This, the Democrats have come after me that I've blocked and and continued on with this hold. But it's building. I think we're getting more and more uh, of our senators and 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 House members uh, challenged by their, by their constituents back home because you can tell there's a different uh, feeling now about what's going on, that we, we we're being challenged by the Democrats. We're being run over by the Democrats, and it's time to stand up and say no. Every time I've been challenged on the floor 13 times, now going on 14 probably this week, I've had a, a group of, of uh, House members come over and sit in the Senate chamber as I've taken <laughs> on the challenge of the of the Democrats. So, And that group is building also. But, but, you know, people need to call their congressmen, call their senators, let them know, hey, what are you doing? We sent you up there to represent us, not represent your feelings and what you want to do, along with the people that you think you represent. Yeah, and uh, in fact, let me interject right now the switchboard number in Washington. This is how you can call your congressman or your senator. I think call your senator first and tell them they must support uh, Senator Tuberville. And I'm going to explain in a second in more detail what he's actually doing. Uh, And also your congressman, uh, 202-224-3121. There are also... Most of you are Republicans listening because you're conservative, so I'm just making some assumptions here. You have to understand, as you've heard me say many times before, there aren't even proportionately that many conservatives in the House, real conservatives who are willing to lay it on the line. So you, your congressman who holds your baby and you know his name and you like him uh, may be doing nothing to stop the abortion in the military. So that needs to change, 202 224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. Tell them to support Senator Tuberville in his effort to stop this terrible policy. Uh, Senator, let's go back because um, this started uh, right after Dobbs versus Jackson, and that's when the Department of Defense came out claiming that this is going to hurt the readiness of the force, uh, that uh, that there cannot be abortion in the military. And then uh, you sent a letter, as I understand it, to the the, the whole committee, Senate Armed Services, which you're a uh, part of, uh, to uh, Defense Secretary of Defense Lloyd Austin, and he just ignored you. And I could we could go through, we could timeline all of this, but it went back and forth. They ignored your concerns. They were breaking the law, and that's why you took your stand. So, what is it that you're doing, and what does it have to do with abortion? Well, the first thing you got to remember, it happened just after Roe Wade last year, about this time, and. They said they were going to change it, and they're giving everybody a briefing. Well, you couldn't get a briefing, 
And finally, around Thanksgiving of last year, I got a briefing, and I said, wait a minute, you can't do this. It's against the law. Uh, you, you know, you, you weren't elected. And I wrote a letter to the Secretary of Defense, uh, uh, Lloyd Austin, and I said, listen, if you do this, I'm going to hold your admirals and generals uh, until you straighten this mess out. But you can't do this on your own. Well, two months later, he did it. I put the whole zone. We're up to 150, I mean, 250, 260 admirals, generals now that have, they can't get a promotion. Uh, we've gone back and forth. Again, it's, 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 what they did is they changed this law. Uh, that was voted in, Joe Biden actually voted for it in 1985, that there will be no abortions in the military unless for rape, incest, and health of the mom. And it's it's done great for, for 40 years. They've been a couple dozen a year taking care of uh, the health problems, of reproduction problems of, of women in the military. And then Roe Wade went down and said, hey, we're going to change this. We're going to do it, uh, a abortion at any time. Uh, we're going to pay for flights to any state that will do it for them, and not just the uh, the military member, but also their dependents, their kids. And so we're going from a couple dozen a year now to four to seven thousand a year, and that's based on a, a, a poll and a study run by the Pentagon itself. I mean, they're the ones that even released that that information. So it's just hypocrisy. But it it all goes to the to what's going on up here, Sandy. Is the Marxist Democrats? We're trying to change our country into something that it's not, and we have to fight back now. We we can't sit back and say, "Oh, we, we, if I say something, somebody will call me a name." Uh, you better your skin better get tougher. It better get meaner and stronger when it comes to protecting our country because we are losing our country as we know it every single day. You know, it's funny. You're talking to Americans who actually get it. It just floors me and has for a long time, Senator, because I've been in D.C. for a long time, that uh, it's taken such a long time for any senators or congressmen to actually get it. They're in this whirlwind of a game that they play, and they're just so detached. They've been in D.C. too long. You, you're a breath of fresh air. I want to mention one more thing uh, because it's important. Uh, Pre- uh, President Biden has nominated uh, General Charles Q. Brown, C.Q. Brown, to be the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Now, I have discussed this before also, but I will restate uh, that he's uh, the second, only the second black man to be nominated for that. Colin Powell was the first, uh, and that's lovely. And he is a mild-mannered, soft-speaking, appears, you know, uh, very kind. But what we know about him is that he doesn't act very kind. He operates the Air Force, which has become the most woke branch of gov- of the military. He operates it uh, I- I- through a Marxist lens, which picks people according to color and race, and that's what he does in his appointments, and that's how he operates. And on the abortion policy, he's all in. So mild-mannered C.Q. Brown is not what he appears to be. So many of us are trying to stop this. I don't know where you stand on this, Senator Tuberville. I'd love to know. Well, uh, there's a lot of problems here. Now, I've got to know General Brown quite well in the last two and a half years because he was the chief of the Air Force and uh, ran the Air Force, and now he'll move up to be if confirmed, move up to be the chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff. you got to remember now that the chairman of the Joint Chiefs only gives advice to the president. He has really no control of the other generals or admirals across the world. He just takes advice from them and takes it to the president. So it's more important, really, to have the generals and admirals, the people that actually control the troops out there. But uh, we are losing our military. I will tell you that uh, we're, we're losing it because of the ideology that this Marxist group wants to push uh, and I've read some great articles about about uh, our military over the last couple of years. They're pushing 
all kind of ideology in our military, one being transgender. You know, President Trump did away with transgenders in the military. Now, uh, President Biden has let them come back in. There's really no place for transgenderism uh, in, in the military because military is not an affirmative action program. I mean, this is the national security of not just our country, but our allies. And we're, we're, we're tearing it down because of ideology. We, we, we are dropping our standards uh, this year for the first time. Air Force, Navy, and the Army will not reach its recruiting goals because kids are, and their parents are saying, our, 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 our young people aren't getting into this mess because it's nothing but politics. And we've got to take politics out of the military. And I'm just afraid that uh, General Brown is just going to be one of those political figures I don't know how much longer Joe Biden will be around. Uh, we see all the stuff going around right now, but still it goes. It's a whole group of people up here in Washington, D.C. That that's controlling this Marxism, and we've got to win in a year and a half because if we don't, our country is in trouble now. We think it's in trouble now. We give them another four years after this year and a half. I don't know whether we can save it. I want to ask you one last question. Uh, I know that you have said that you get your inspiration from your father, who was a World War II veteran. So is mine, by the way. Uh, tell us a word about your dad, and then we'll say goodbye to you. Yeah, at, at very young, he actually lied about his age like thousands of other young men did back during World War II. Ended up and landed at, at uh, Normandy, actually, at Utah Beach, drove a tank across Europe uh, uh, at a very young age, Purple Heart, five bronze stars. But uh, he loved the military. He loved this country. And uh, he stayed in the military all of his life. So uh, uh, I'm doing this because I didn't serve. I barely missed Vietnam. I was never in the military because this is me giving back. Uh, I could be playing golf or doing whatever now. But I'm glad I'm doing this because I've seen a country that's in decline because of the things that are being pushed by the Democrats. And, folks, if we do not wake up and start looking at this in a in a, a manner of which uh, – we want our country to stay the country, the greatest we've ever that's ever been on this earth, and keep it to that point. We are going to lose it. We are losing it now. We're losing our grip, and we have to stand up and speak out. Don't be worried about what you're called or what what because they're going to use every word they possibly can to to make you sit down. But if we sit in our seats and don't speak out, we're going to lose our country. Absolutely. And uh, again, we are. I'm really grateful to you because I know you are making a sacrifice, and I think everyone is too. And if you want to help him, call 202-224-3121. That's the Capitol switchboard, 202-224-3121. And tell your senator to support Senator Tuberville on this hold of military flag officers. Senator Tuberville, thank you. Thank you for everything you're doing and for your time this morning. We appreciate it. Thank you, Sandy. God bless. Isn't it amazing that um, people in public service or in private lives, whether it's school board meetings or what's happening to their children, there is just this, uh, or whether it's senators uh, sitting in D.C., uh, truth is just kind of surging through their bodies. And I think most of the time, uh, all of the time, the root of it is truth, and the root of it is the God of all truth. In Senator Tuberville's case, uh, I don't know what his faith commitment is, but I think it's pretty strong given that he's willing to take all of these blows to take a stand for something that's just so very wrong to him. He's passionate about this. And so um, we're grateful for that. And we're grateful to God for you know, like sending that electric current through so many of us, known as the Holy Spirit, 
to make us stand up and fight uh, because I think that's what Senator Tuberville, that's the, you know, when you trace the history of this country, the great movements that changed, made great social change were inspired so often. Maybe there's except, maybe there are exceptions, but I think of, but by Christian faith, the Red Cross, which was not founded here, it was founded in England, but it was founded by people who believed in compassionate health care because of their Christian faith. Uh, I think of the uh, the Civil War uh, was uh, one. The spark of it was that the 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 Uncle Tom's Cabin book that came out. Harriet Beecher Stowe was the author of that, and Abraham Lincoln himself credited that story as controversial as it is now. And by the way, I say as I'll, I've said before, you should read that book or listen to a books on tape on it because you'll you'll hear something very different than what the radical left. Uh, wants to say it's disparaging to be an Uncle Tom. Uncle Tom was a strong believer in Christ, and that made him yield to things that people think are, not that he should have, not that the oppression, it's not to say that the oppression was good, uh, not that at all, or that the slavery was good, but it is to say that the biblical principle, of course, is that we bear up under our trials, regardless of our color, we bear up under those things in a way that represents Christ, and that's what Uncle Tom did. It's an amazing book, and as I said, Abraham Lincoln credited Harriet Beecher Stowe with being the catalyst that set fire to the Civil War and caused so many people to sign up and rise up against slavery. They didn't really know what the nuts and bolts of slavery were all about until it was laid out in living color in Uncle Tom's Cabin. So I'm just telling you, and of course, Harriet Beecher Stowe was a Christian, uh, as were many, so many people in our country during those times. So uh, I just want to make that point. I think Senator Tuberville is our modern-day version of someone who the, you know is feeling passionately about that because he understands who God is and that life is sacred. And so we want to cheer him on and support him in any way we can. I will repeat, if you can call 202-224-3121, that's the Capitol switchboard in Washington, ask for your Senate's, senator's office, and you can leave a message. Always be respectful, but you can be firm. You can even be angry and still be respectful. It's 202-224-3121. Um, all right, so I guess, oh yeah, I'm supposed to tell you a few other things. Uh, don't forget that you can write us uh, at the show at sandy at afr.net, that old-fashioned thing of email. You can also call us at 662-821-2040. That's 662-821-2040, and leave us a message. And you can listen to the show on any podcast platform, but I think if you're telling people how to listen, I think the easiest thing is just to tell them to go to sandyrios.com. Sandyrios.com. You can listen easily and find it easily, uh, and and it will pick out some pick up some other information about this show. All right, I want to thank you. I want to thank you because I know so many of you are as pro life as Tommy Tuberville and as I am. Some of you are new to this whole concept. You know, they have, they have a, they, the left, the pro-abortionists have had a really uh, incredible way of hiding the truth of abortion for decades and deluding even young girls now into thinking that it's no big deal. And that's where the ultrasound from preborn comes in. It is a big deal. It's traumatic when you abort your baby. We know because this has been doing this for a long time. Uh, that it does great harm to women. Not all women. Some women are hard-hearted. They never regret it. But I would uh, argue that some of the hardest of them are actually really wounded, and they just harden their hearts. Have you ever heard of that before? 
They hardened their hearts, but they were tremendously affected by the choice to, to terminate their child. We're trying to stop that, trying to stop the depression that comes later, the regret, even among the men, the dads. Um, so if you would like to help provide an ultrasound so that girls and women can actually see that that's a baby living, moving in their womb, uh, if you'd like to help us do that, go to preborn.com slash Sandy. That's preborn.com slash Sandy and make your most generous donation. All right, well, uh, there's a lot more to say, and I'm going to ask my former FBI husband to join me for the next part of this conversation. So uh, sit back and relax, and uh, I hope you're enjoying Sandy Rios 24-7. This is Sandy Rios 24-7 on American Family Radio. I said earlier, and I would repeat today, that I think holding these military personnel who have nothing to do with policy uh, in order to try to dictate a policy change that I personally support is not the best way to go about it. All right, that's my favorite senator, uh, Senator Mitch McConnell. Oh, oh, he's not my favorite senator. That just gives you an idea. Uh, That's the minority leader in the Senate, Mitch McConnell, who wields all the power for the Republicans undermining Senator Tuberville in public. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm pro-life. I just, I, this is probably not the best way to go about it. I did hear Senator Tuberville say something in response in another occasion saying something. How did he say that? Um, I can't read. How can I say that? What the heck other thing are you going to do? How are you going to do it? How are you going to stop it if you don't do this? Basically, that's what he said. He is challenging senators uh, who say they're pro-life. I think of Lindsey Graham, who plays games with that all the time. But when the, the, the fat hits the fire, they're not so pro-life. If it, if it costs them anything, not so pro-life. And Tommy Tuberville is holding their feet to the fire on that. If you want to help him, go to 202-224-3121. 202-224-3121. You might remember that a couple, uh, a couple of weeks ago, maybe a week ago, I interviewed Mike Waller on the queering of the nuclear codes. Yeah, yeah, the queering of the nuclear codes. Codes. That's how distorted and sick uh, the leadership of the American military has become. And this week, or recently, coming up, is going to be a huge vote that's related to what Tommy Tuberville is doing by stopping the promotions of flag officers, but it's a little separate category, and that is the appointment of General C.Q. Brown, to chairman of joint, the chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Now, because he's black, uh, people hate to speak up, and I, I just think that's got to stop. That's just got to stop because uh, we have to stop thinking in terms of color. That's the very thing we take issue with the Marxists. They want to divide us into colors and turn us against each other. Uh, in, uh, in Russia, it was the workers. In China, it was the businessmen. They always have to have an oppressor and an oppressed. And now in this culture... The leftists slash communists are trying to divide us along color lines. So I actually think that people are equal. I really do believe that. But they're not equally smart, equally gifted, and it has nothing to do with their color. And in the case of General Charles Q. Brown, Houston, we've got a problem. Mike Waller is a uh, national security expert, and he was my guest. And I'm just going to play just a, just a minute of what Mike had to say about this nomination to give you an idea. Let's listen. Well, he's first of all, everyone says he's a great F-16 pilot, and that's wonderful. You know, we need great F-16 pilots, but he's a four-star general, so he no longer flies. 
right? He's no longer a combat pilot. He is the most ideological, radical general officer. I mean, you pick any member of the Soviet general staff from old, they're more conservative than this guy. Literally, he's a radical. He believes that there should be racial quotas among our military officer corps, down to the decimal point in percentages. And and he's he buys into critical race theory. He buys into the whole cultural Marxism perspective. He buys into all this rainbow stuff that's being forced on on our military and our intelligence services and our schools. He buys into all of that, and and he is the most political general. I've ever seen. And and now he's going to be chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff if the Senate confirms him. All right, so I want to go further with it. Thank Mike. Thank you, Mike Waller. Uh, um, let me just say that uh, General Brown, under his leadership, the Air Force Academy cadets were told that they may no longer refer to their parents as mom and dad because it is divisive language. That's General Charles Q. Brown. Uh, on August the 9th of 2022, he was the undersec. Uh, he, along with the undersecretary of the Air Force, Gina Ortez Jones, signed a memorandum outlining specific officer placement goals based on an individual's sex and race. And quotas were assigned to men and women, parsed out based on an individual's race, to determine what percentage of officers should be white, black, Asian, Hispanic, or Native American. Under his leadership, the Air Force's capabilities have quantifiably declined. I'll just give you an unquantifiable. We're seeing Chinese uh, jets, jets in the air challenging our pilots in very disrespectful ways. Uh, there's an index of U.S. military strength published by Heritage Foundation. It was published in 2023, declaring that the Air Force is the weakest of all branches of the U.S. military. And they downgraded uh, they've been downgraded from, in 2023 from its previous score of weak to very weak because they have uh, aging aircraft, very poor pilot training and retention. Uh, and under General Brown, the standards have decreased. The readiness of all variants of F-35 aircraft has cratered below 60%, dropping by 11 percentage points in 2022. The entire B-2 bomber fleet was grounded from December 2022 to May 2023, incapacitating a major component of the nuclear triad after two serious safety incidents within 15 months. He has pretty much destroyed our Air Force. Nice guy that he seems to be. And now he's been appointed to be chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. Many of us object. There was a letter sent to Congress uh, and uh, to the Senate in objection because they're the ones who have to uh, put him in uh, in office. And so as a result of that long letter signed by hundreds of uh, conservatives, we are trying to stop this. I'll put myself in that category. And if you would like to help us, there's another reason to call the Capitol switchboard. It's 202-224-3121. That's 202-224-3121. One, and ask your senator now, it has to be your senator, to vote no on General Charles Q. Brown. Charles Q. Brown. Vote no on General Charles Q. Brown for chairman of the Joint Chiefs of Staff because, you see, he is a leftist slash Marxist. He believes in Marxist principles. He cannot lead our military. He's destroyed the Air Force. We don't want him to destroy the other branches as well. All right, so um, on a lighter note, 
Bruce, I, I, my husband Bruce is here, and I've asked him to join us because he, I just love it when he, when he shares his opinion. He's a former FBI agent, former prosecutor. Honey, what did you think about the interview with uh, Senator Tuberville and all that we talked about? Well, I think he's uh, the closest thing we have to being the Lone Ranger up there in the Senate. Uh, as you said, uh, a lot of people talk a good game, but very, very few walk that game. And T- uh, Senator Tuberville's tenacity, uh, it really astounds me. And this is an important thing because I'll, I'll tell you, the, the military budget is gigantic. And we should be able to fund all our programs that are necessary. But instead of doing that, all this money is being diverted to these veterans programs and onboard personnel programs that are social justice programs. They have nothing to do with the military. The military is all about being able to deploy people to prosecute war and or defend the country. And every one of these um, policies that are being put forth seem to hinder that goal. And these uh, you know, to listen to Mitch McConnell uh, try to say, well, I, I support uh, life, but I don't really support doing it this way is ridiculous because, as Senator Tuberville said, this is the only way we can do this. And this Democratic argument that the military is being harmed by these promotions being held up is ludicrous. I've worked in government. Government grinds on regardless of who is in Place. That doesn't mean everyone can do the job the same, but to say that these positions are open and we're being weakened by that, that is not true. All right, so uh, there's so much to say, Bruce. I kind of, I, one thing occurred to me when I was uh, talking with Senator Tuberville is that you started your FBI career in Huntsville, Alabama. And so you know all about what it means to be the head coach of Auburn University. Now, me? Oh, yeah. I, I don't really. Uh, could you please explain what that means to people in Alabama you know, and around I, the country? I, 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 clued, uh, I clued Sandy in before this started that um, the athletic culture in the state of Alabama is very divided, and it goes along uh, lines of Auburn University and the University of Alabama. And you don't want to be saying roll, tide, roll to an Auburn man and she goes, now you're going to confuse me, and I'm going to say the wrong thing. I said, you, you're supposed to say War Eagle to an Auburn <laughs> person. So I should have said that. I should have said that to Senator Tuberville, but I was afraid I would get it wrong. So, so War Eagle, she said. War Eagle would have been appropriate for this show. But what does it mean when a coach has been uh, the coach of Auburn? What does that say about him? You know, that's quite a high position. Um, being a coach in that state is it's a power position. I mean, actually, the, the coaches um, at Auburn and the University of Alabama, I believe, are the highest paid employee of the uh, of the university system. That's how important athletics is down there. And I think that plays into why Senator Tuberville needs to be um, uh, prom- um, Praised. Su- supported, yeah. supported by us because he does not need this. He has made a very good financial living uh, being a coach. And he could be, he's like President Trump. He could be sitting back and enjoying the fruits of his labors and letting somebody else handle this. But instead, he goes to Washington, which I'm sure he'd rather be in Alabama than Washington, 
and fights for these things and stands out there by himself. And, you know, I think that's to be applauded. And those are the kind of people that we really should look to put in office are people that are not, uh, they're not indebted to anyone. They can do what they think is principally right. And that's what Senator Tuberville is doing. Yep, I think well said, honey. Okay, so now with that, I could say Senator Tuberville, War Eagle. <laughs> now, the other half of my audience in Alabama is going to be mad at me. But for yes. the moment, can I just be War Eagle and not get in trouble? All right, well, listen, we appreciate Thank you, honey. Thank you for that. Uh, we'll talk more about Alabama. They're thinking about moving the FBI headquarters there, so we'll have further comments about that. Yes, I'm sure that uh, there are many reasons that Senator Tuberville could cave on this, and one of them is that. Yeah. Uh, you can bet he's being strong-armed that if you don't drop this position of yours regarding the military, we will not support moving that FBI headquarters down there to Huntsville. Yes, I, d- I can only imagine that that's happening. Now we have two things in closing, just to be clear. Uh, Senator Tuberville's hold on these flag officer promotions is one issue in which I ask you to call uh, the the uh, number in D.C., 202-224-3121, and tell your senator and your congressman to support Senator Tuberville. You heard him say in that interview that members of Congress are coming over when he stands to do these uh, holds and he gets all this blowback. They, they're coming, increasingly more of them, in the gallery to support him. Now, isn't that something? Uh, so we can do our part by calling our senator and our congressman and tell them to support Senator Tuberville from stopping these radical abortions uh, in the military. And the second thing is stopping uh, General C.Q. Brown from being chair of the Joint Chiefs of Staff. And that's a call just to your senator. And that would be 202, same number, 202 224 3121. Two one. All right, I think I've used all my words for today. I think I'm out of words, so. You know, Sandy, if I could just insert one last comment. This is very personal to me. When I was a young kid, I was probably about uh, 12, um, I was in the band, and we did a concert at Heinz Veteran Hospital in Illinois. And it shocked me how dirty the place was, how overcrowded it was, and the the condition of the equipment. And I watched my own father be treated by the VA in Florida for many years. And look, this is not a knock on the personnel of the VA. They have some wonderful people. But I have to tell you, they need every dollar they can get to provide care for people and not to provide transgender surgeries and uh, indoctrination on certain issues and abortions. So... Thank you for letting me just share a personal story because 50 years later, I was still impacted by what I saw at Heinz Hospital. All right, honey, thanks for thanks for adding that. That really brings great perspective. Well, I hope you've learned uh, a few things. <laughs> and certainly you've learned that we've got a, a great senator serving us in the U.S. Senate, and he deserves our support. So thank you for listening to Sandy Rios 24-7.